Have you ever been out on a clear, starry night, looked up at the sky and wondered at the incredible God who crafted the universe? What a mind he must have, what power, how great he must be, and how small we must be in comparison, almost non-existent by comparison, barely worth noticing. Yet in times of crisis and trauma, times of loss and trial, we cry out to that God. We want the eyes of heaven directed our way. As great as he is, how can you get God's attention? You need to know, and you're going to find out in 30 seconds. Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Tomorrow's World program. My name is Wallace Smith. If you were here last week, then I know you're happy to be back, and we're happy to have you. If you're new to our program, then welcome, and we pray that you'll profit from what you're about to learn. Frankly, I know you will. We'll also offer you a free booklet today titled 12 Keys to Answered Prayer. It is one of our most demanded booklets, and we are making it available today at no obligation or cost. Your copy's already been paid for. You may want to get a pen or pencil and write down the address and phone number that we'll make available later in the program. Personally, I think one of the most beautiful passages of Scripture is found in Psalm 8. There, King David, the marvelous warrior poet of ancient Israel, was reflecting on how great God is and how small that He is in comparison. He wrote these words in verses 3 and 4. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? God truly is amazing, glorious, beyond comparison, designing and shaping the powerful and seemingly limitless cosmos in all its glory and wonder. The cosmos is so vast that it's been estimated that there are 250 to 500 billion galaxies in the universe. Such figures stagger the mind and push human comprehension to the limit. Yet God comprehends the entirety of it in an instant. With a God so great while we are so small, is there any way to get his attention? As many of you know personally, this is not just an academic question. When our lives are touched by tragedy or loss, something in us often cries out for a creator who notices. In the many terrible wars of mankind, many have been the scared soldier on the field of battle, in the foxhole or behind the barricade, wanting the reassurance that there was a God in heaven who was watching, who was aware, desiring a confirmation that they were not alone, that they had the attention of one who rules in heaven. We long not only to connect with something larger, but we long for that something larger to connect with us. There are times when we want to know that God is there, that he's with us, watching us. There are times in my life when I want to know beyond the shadow of a doubt that I have the attention of heaven, that God Almighty with Jesus Christ at his right hand, as great as God is and as small as I am. There are just times when I want to know 
that his eyes are turned my way, that amongst the great imponderable thoughts that he thinks, that he's also thinking about me and considering me and that I'm not alone. Is there any way to do that? That as infinitely powerful as he is, ruling all things from his throne in heaven, is there any way for you to get God's attention, to know that he is with you, looking on you, listening to you? With around 7 billion people scurrying around on earth, how do you and I get God's attention? The fact is, he tells us how in his word. When we look in the Bible, we see that God tells us very plainly that not everyone has his attention in the same way and that there are some he pays more attention to, those he listens to, those for whom he intervenes more readily. Now, to many, this may seem heretical or unfair. How could God do that? Doesn't the Bible say that he's not prejudiced? And he's not a respecter of persons? Yes, it does. But it says far more than that. I know that some of you are longtime viewers of the Tomorrow's World program, which is why you've come back. But others of you are here for the first time. Let me explain the approach that we take here at Tomorrow's World, an approach that the ministry behind the program has been acting on for more than 70 years. We aren't interested in human traditions or religious customs. We aren't interested in what powerful churches or large institutions of worship say. We are devoted to preaching and teaching what the Bible says, period. And secondly, we don't want you to take our word for it. We want you to prove to yourself from your own Bible that what we are saying is true. And lastly, you will hear no appeals on this program for money. We do not ask the public for donations. In Matthew 10, 8, Jesus Christ says, Freely you have received, freely give. Every item we offer on this program is absolutely free. In fact, we'll offer one of the most popular and helpful books in our entire library on this very show. It's titled 12 Keys to Answered Prayer. And while many people pray, few know how or whether God is actually answering their prayers or how they should even pray to God so that he will do so. This free book tackles those issues in a way that you've probably never seen before. Today, we're focused on how to get God's attention, how to ensure that the God of heaven, the omnipotent creator of all things, is taking note of you and your family, acting and intervening, listening and helping. We'll find that the Bible gives us very specific advice, concrete actions that you and I can take starting today right now. So let's begin. The first fundamental act that we should take before all the others is this. Make sure you really do believe that God exists in the first place. You know, many would quickly consider themselves among those who believe in God, but do they really? It's absolutely vital that you do if you want to have the attention of God. Consider this statement made in the book of Hebrews in chapter 11 and verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It almost seems silly to say, doesn't it? If you want God to be involved in your life, you must believe that he exists. 
and yet most have never taken the time or effort to prove for themselves that he really does. And God wants us to be convinced of his existence. If anyone out there is telling you that God demands blind faith without logic, without reasoning, without hard evidence, then you need to find someone else to listen to. The God of the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.21 to prove all things and hold fast that which is good. In another context, in Isaiah 1.18, he says, come now, let us reason together. If you have never proven God's existence to yourself, you must consider this a first fundamental step to seeking God's attention. I highly recommend you visit our website, tomorrowsworld.org, where you'll find many free materials to help you in your study. One of these materials is the powerful publication that we're offering on the program today, the free booklet, 12 Keys to Answered Prayer. If you're tired of thinking that your prayers only go as far as the ceiling, or if you're interested in prayers that produce real results, then this booklet needs to be in your hands as soon as possible. Just call or write to us today and ask for the booklet on answered prayer. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. On today's program, we are reviewing some vital actions that you can take to grab God's attention, to stand out and apart in the eyes of heaven. The first point we mentioned was the fundamental necessity of making sure you really do believe that God exists. Next, if you want God's attention for you and your family, you must make a decision to seek God's will and not your own. Frankly, the world is full of people all running to and fro, seeking their own will and trying to achieve their own ends. When we are completely consumed by what we want all of the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we tend to treat God like a magic genie. We're content to live our lives without God, without the attention of heaven, when all is going well. And then something happens in life, something that bothers us or hurts us or makes life difficult. And then suddenly we're interested in God again. We want his attention. We crave it. Why? Because we simply want him to pop out of his bottle like a genie, grant us our wish, and then conveniently go back into his bottle so that we can get on with things without him again. Those in the Bible that had the attention of heaven were those who dedicated their lives not to their own will, but to the will of God. The ultimate example of this is Jesus Christ. And we see this very explicitly in his prayer before the crucifixion, recorded in Luke chapter 22. Now, some people think of Christ as some sort of 
divine robot for whom making the right choice was always easy. But the fact is that when he was on earth as a human being, he was truly God in the flesh. And the truth is he was not looking forward to the horrible beating and the suffering that was ahead of him on that Passover day almost 2,000 years ago. He spoke to his father in heaven about it. And note what he said here in verse 42, speaking of the horrendous trial that was ahead of him as if it were a cup that he had to drink. He prayed, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. God's will was what mattered to Christ, and he had the attention of heaven at that time. If we wish God to take notice of us, we need to stand out from the self-serving crowd as well. We need to seek God's will. Now, of course, to seek God's will, you must have a means of doing that, of knowing what it is. And that leads us to the third point about being noticed by the eyes of God. Studying his word, the Bible. And if you have a Bible, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 66. I think this is simply one of the most wonderful verses in the Bible. Now, those that are in my congregations will chuckle because it seems every verse I turn to, every other one or so is my favorite verse. But in this particular case, Isaiah 66 and verse 2 is a truly beautiful statement and is a direct answer to the question that we are addressing today. Here in Isaiah 66, read with me in verse 2. Actually, let's start in verse 1. Here it says, Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build for me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. You know, here God is simply acknowledging what we've already acknowledged today. He is God, and we're not. But notice what he says next, in spite of his greatness. But on this one will I look, on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit, and who trembles at my word. On this one will I look. That is exactly what we are addressing today. How to get God's attention. How to have him look at us. To notice us. And notice what he said. He will look on one who trembles at his word. Not many do that today. God's word actually prophesies that in the end time, shortly before the return of Christ to rule this earth, there would be mockers, blasphemers, and scoffers. And do we have them? Authors such as Oxford's Richard Dawkins with his God delusion nonsense have turned ridiculing the Bible into great sport. But the word of God has seen their likes before and they have passed while the word is still here. And for those who tremble before it, that is those who treasure it and take it seriously and study it, who seek to live their lives by its inspired words, they enjoy this promise of God recorded in Isaiah 66 and verse 2, that as great and powerful as he is, they have his attention. He is watching them, looking after them. They stand out to him amongst all the others in this great sea of humanity as something special. 
So the third point is to study the Bible. Now, the fourth point today is going to seem rather obvious, but frankly, it is often overlooked. If you want God's attention, ask for it. Pray. Go to God in prayer and talk with him. Spend time with him. Now, I don't mean some memorized, ritualistic, or repetitive prayer. Christ condemns those sorts of routine prayers in no uncertain terms in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 7. But in sincere, loving, focused, genuine time spent together when you're alone, opening up your heart to the God who made you and who has a purpose for you. Believe me, I know this is easier said than done. You can be honest with me. I'm just some fellow on TV. I've struggled with prayer myself. It doesn't come naturally to us to talk to invisible people. And if it does, we often end up with a trip to a special doctor, don't we? No, it does not come naturally. And sadly, most people these days have grown up never having been taught how to pray. At least nothing beyond reciting the Lord's Prayer or now I lay me down to sleep. You know, that might describe you. Frankly, it describes a lot of people. That's part of what makes the free book that we're offering today so incredibly helpful and why so many thousands have benefited from the information it has. Because they were tired of prayers that feel like they're going nowhere and they have never before heard the amazing crystal clear instruction this unique booklet offers. We could talk about the topic of prayer for the next four hours, but this booklet says more than I have time for here on this incredibly important subject. And it's my prayer that you will call and request it for yourself, for someone in your family. For now, let me just encourage you with a verse related to this point. In James chapter 4 and verse 8, we read this amazing instruction. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. To truly draw near to God, you must, among other things, seek him in prayer. And in this area, you will find our booklet today absolutely life-changing. But drawing near to God means removing the obstacles from between you. And that takes us to our next two points. The first of these is vital. You must confess your sins. Take a look at this statement in Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. Sin is a quaint word these days, but in the eyes of God, it is serious. And our sin comes between us and God so that his face is turned not to us, but from us and so that he doesn't hear us. For this reason, sin cannot be ignored and it must be addressed. Of course, in order to do that, you must know what sin is. And most people don't. The scriptures are clear. First John 3 and verse 4 tells us that sin is lawlessness. Or as the King James Version puts it, sin is the transgression of the law. Now, what law? Traffic laws or tax laws? No, God's law. God very clearly set down his Ten Commandments for all mankind found in Exodus chapter 20 of your Bible. And all of us have broken those commandments in one way or another. That rebellion against the way of God, the law of God, is what the Bible calls sin. 
None of us is perfect, to be sure. Yet it's one thing to slip occasionally while one is sincerely seeking to walk the right path. And it's another thing to wander off purposefully and out of routine negligence without proper regard to that path. You will not have God's attention, at least not the attention you want, unless you are willing to confess those sins to God and address them. We cannot be forgiven of our sins unless we are willing to turn away from them. God does not say that we are to come just as we are, like the popular hymn or song implies. He says, come repentant and committed to turning away from sin. If you are truly interested in doing this, we have material on our website at tomorrowsworld.org that really can help. Let me take another moment to mention the free booklet we're offering today, 12 Keys to Answer Prayer. In a world like ours is today, we need to know that God hears us. Even more than that, we need answers, real answers from God, the faith and firm knowledge that he will answer our prayers, even intervening miraculously if need be. This booklet has been crafted to help you understand the keys to real, dynamic, living prayer that is so absent in the lives of most people. So many have called this book on prayer an answer to prayer itself. Your free copy has already been paid for. We just want you to experience what so many thousands of others already have. Just call or write today using the information on your screen. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World Magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. So far, we have discussed five key concepts to ensuring that you and your family have the attention of God Almighty, the eyes of heaven and his involvement in your life. We've discussed proving for yourself that God really does exist and seeking God's will above and beyond your own. We've discussed studying the Bible. We've stressed the importance of prayer, the topic of our special offer today. And we demonstrated the need to confess and turn from sin. And to turn away from sin, we must turn towards God's law. The final point today concerning actively seeking and getting the attention of God is to keep the Ten Commandments. It isn't popular to say this in many circles within today's Christianity, but God is very clear about it in His Word. If you look at the book of 1 John in chapter 3 and verse 22, we read there, And whatever we ask, we receive from Him, because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Do we want God to hear our prayers, act on our behalf? Then this instruction is crystal clear. Keep his commandments. 
Now, that was one of his letters. In his gospel, the Apostle John is equally straightforward, quoting with approval the words of a man who had just been healed by Jesus Christ. John chapter 9 and verse 31 reads, Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. It isn't enough to worship God. We must do his will. We must strive to keep his commandments. Today's Christianity has made an utter mess of the topic of obedience, turning arguments about perfect obedience into conclusions that obedience has no real place at all. And that is utter hogwash. Don't let them deceive you. When Jesus Christ was asked by a young man what he must do to have eternal life, Jesus was straightforward. If you want to enter into life, he said, keep the commandments. Far from being some out-of-date collection of rules and restrictions, the Ten Commandments reveal to us the character of God and the values that he holds dear and precious. Make them dear to you as well, and you will have the attention of your God in heaven. You know, today's topic has reminded me of something pointed out to me by my pastor a long time ago. There's a famous photograph of the American President John Kennedy sitting behind a desk in his office in the White House. You know, how many princes, magistrates, and businessmen would have paid millions of dollars to get into that room for an undivided audience with President Kennedy? to bend his ear or to do some politics and get his support for whatever their topic, their favorite pet project may have been at the time. And how many of them would have utterly failed to get into the door? And yet, there in the room with the president and playing at his feet under the desk was his young son, John John. While the great and mighty were kept out, a child had enjoyed the special privileged access to his father that others could only dream of. As great and important as the almighty God of heaven truly is, you can have his attention and stand in his presence just like his very own precious child. And I hope the information that we've presented to you today will help you to begin that journey. Please don't forget to request the free booklet that we're offering today, 12 Keys to Answered Prayer. And don't forget to come back next week. Every week, Roderick C. Meredith, Richard Ames, and the rest of the team here at Tomorrow's World strive to provide you with the truth from your Bible that you simply will not hear anyplace else. See you right here next week. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org.
preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.